0: 14th century English mystic Julian of Norwich has been talked about by people in many different ways, but first and foremost She's the author of an extraordinary text the Revelations, which is the earliest known text authored by a woman in English Personally, she has been a friend and companion in my Christian life for over 30 years I'm the Reverend David Simmons Episcopal priest and oblate in the order of Julian of Norwich Thank you for joining me as we read and pray through the works of this extraordinary woman of faith and explore what she has to teach us about God's love. Hi there, and welcome to chapter 8. Of love was his meaning Um, we will get started with the uh, daily the office that we do as part of this which the URL is down here behold I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord let us say together Psalm 61 hear my cry O God and listen to my prayer I call upon you from the ends of the earth with heaviness in my heart. Set me upon the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. I will dwell in your house forever. I will take refuge under the cover of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have granted me the heritage of those who fear your name. At length of days to the king's life, let his years extend over many generations. Let him sit enthroned before God forever. Bid love and faithfulness watch over him. So will I always sing the praise of your name, and day by day I will fulfill my vows. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let's pray together a prayer of Julian. God of your goodness, give me yourself, for you are enough to me, and I can ask nothing that is less, that can be full honor to you. And if I ask anything that is less, I shall always be in want. For only in you have I all. Oh, beloved, we're ready for chapter eight and the revelations of divine love, uh, as read in uh, the, the uh, complete Julian, translated by John Julian Swanson, uh, that I have been reading from. Uh, and just to, to bring us up to speed uh, from the last time we met, um, he was uh, Julian was last given the bodily sight of the abundant bleeding of uh, Jesus' head. Uh, and we talked about it especially, I like that one line, the showing was active, alive and active and hideous and dreadful and sweet and lovely. Uh, so many things that she's pulling out of this particular vision that she's having. Um, so here we start into chapter 8. As long as I saw this sight of the plenteous bleeding of the head, I could never cease these words, benedicite domine. In this showing of the bleeding I interpreted six things. The first is the sign of the blessed Passion and the plenteous shedding of His precious blood. The second is the Maiden, who is His dear worthy Mother. The third is the Blessed Godhead, that ever was, is, and ever shall be, all power, all wisdom, all love. The fourth is everything, that He has created, for well I know that heaven and earth, and all that is created is ample and large, fair and good. But the reason why it appeared so little in my vision was because I saw it in the presence of him who is the creator of all things. And to a soul that sees the creator of everything, all that is created seems very little. The fifth is that he created everything for love, and by the same love everything is protected and shall be without end. The sixth is that God is everything that is good as I see it, and the goodness that everything has, it is He. All this our Lord showed me in the first vision, and gave me time and space to contemplate it, and the bodily sight ceased, and the spiritual insight remained in my understanding. And I waited with reverent fear, rejoicing in what I saw. And I desired as much as I dared, to see more, if it were His will, or else the same thing for a longer time, in all this. I was much moved in love for my fellow Christians, that they could see and know the same that I saw, for I wish it to be a comfort to them, because all this sight was shown universally. Then I said to those who were around me, it is doomsday today for me. This I said because I expected to have died, for on that day that a man or a woman dies, that person experiences the particular judgment as he shall be without end as I understand it. I said this because I wished they would love God the better, in order to remind them that this life is short, so that they might see in my example, for in all this time I expected to have died, and that was a wonder to me, and sad in part, because it seemed to me that this vision was shown for those who would live. All that I say concerning myself, I say in the person of all my fellow Christians, for I am taught in the spiritual showing of our Lord God that He intends it so. Therefore, I beg you all for God's sake, and I advise you, for your own benefit, that you believe this vision of a sinner to whom it was shown, and powerfully, wisely, and humbly look to God, who of his gracious love and endless goodness wishes to show the visions universally in reassurance for all. Well, over the first part of this reading is basically another uh, table of, of contents, although going back and saying, "Okay, this is what we've seen before." In this first vision of Jesus's bleeding head, this is these are the, the 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 spiritual, the bodily, and the spiritual visions I've had up to this point. There's only actually one new passage really in this particular chapter, and that's this insight uh, that goes back to her when she sees the hazelnut, and she sees, uh, you know, the entire universe is like this hazelnut is how is how it's put um and she says the reason why it appeared so little in my vision was because i saw it in the presence of him who is the creator of all things and to a soul that sees the creator of everything all that is created seems very little so uh, being in the presence of god makes everything feel like it's small like the hazelnut uh, which is the vision that she has Uh, a couple of other points from this thing is uh, she says the goodness that everything has it is he uh, John Julian, in his commentary, uh, says that this is reminds one of the metaphor in the first letter of John 4, 16. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God. So, goodness is not just something that we do or something that we have. It's God's presence in the world. It is a continuing incarnation of God in the world. As uh, I record this, we're almost to Epiphany, a couple days away from Epiphany. And it's important to remember that the incarnation is not a one-time event that happens um, at at the time of Christmas. It's something that is continual continual in the world, and that's where Julian is talking about this, and the goodness that everything has, it is he. God made it, God created it, God keeps it. That's the continual refrain from from Julian. And uh, something else I wanted to point out here is the kind of continual consent to these visions that um, Julian gives every time. Throughout these visions, they're never imposed on her by God. She always asks for them. She never, she sometimes gets quite a bit more than she asks for, because she asks for it and gets it. It's kind of going back to the uh, Job. Job demanding an explanation God, from God and saying, uh, why has all this happened to me? And God says, okay, you want an explanation? Here it is, best as you can understand it. Uh, it's kind of the same in here. She continually asks for these visions, and they're given to her. They quite often are more than she expected uh, and and completely change the way that she's thinking about the universe. But nevertheless, she continually gives consent to these visions. Uh, This is a courteous lord and a homely lord, as she puts it. Uh, God does not impose these on an unwilling recipient. Um, And the reason we get at the end of this of why she's being given this and we hear this over and over is it's really designed for as she puts it even Christians ordinary Christian people um, as I've said before, this is something that's unusual about Julian most of the other mystic writings at this time are designed for quote advanced practitioners monks who have been doing monks and nuns who have been doing meditation for ages and help them get quote to the next level. this is a vision that is intentionally given, for common people. It uh, and, and probably comes out of her decades of spiritual direction experience as being this is what people need to hear, especially in the time that she lived in and definitely in the time that we live in as well. Um, and she's taught that the spiritual showing of our Lord God is intended to be universal. In other words, um, it's not just for her. It really is not just for her. And uh, earlier, she says, uh, when she says to the people around her, "Remember, she's still on her deathbed when she's having this revelation." It seems sad to her that she's going to die because it—the revelation—seems to be something that would be useful to all humanity. So it seems sad to her at the moment that she's going to die. Of course, we know she doesn't die because she lives to write this text, the short text, and then to meditate to write the long text. Um, the last thing that she says in here is. is is, as advises us to um for our own benefit to believe um, this vision and i'm going to read just a little bit of that from another translation Um, this is elizabeth ruth aubard it's a much more recent translation therefore i beg you for god's sake and advise you for your own benefit that you stop thinking about the poor wretch to whom the vision was shown and that you wholeheartedly powerfully and wisely wisely contemplate god himself um so this is something that that Julian is constantly telling us, and something we have to remember, especially in a podcast that's all about Julian of Norwich to some extent, is that Julian only exists as far as she exists within God. She is also made, kept, create, created, loved, and kept within God. Um, and so, uh, as much as we focus on what she's saying, she is constantly, much like those um, the. Um, uh, you know, if you see the icons of, of the Theotokos of, of Mary and, and Jesus, you know, Mary is almost always pointing to the infant. She is indicating the infant that she's carrying because uh, the infant is the whole point, that Christ is the entire point. And it is of Julian ourselves. And that's a good corrective for us to remember, especially on a Julian based podcast. Let's continue with the Apostles' Creed. the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I bid your prayers for all those who are suffering from the wildfire in Colorado and from other weather phenomena throughout the world. we healing for the entire world, particularly remembering the people of Waukesha. Most holy Lord, the ground of our beseeching, who through your servant St. Julian revealed the wonder of your love, grant that as we are created in your nature and restored by your grace, our wills may be so made one with yours that we may come to see you face to face and gaze on you forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me again today on Love Was His Meaning. Uh, The next uh, episode of this will drop on Thursday. Until then, please take care of yourselves. I do everything that the um, that is being recommended to keep us safe from the Omicron variant as it moves around. Um, and until then, take care and God bless. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning today. This podcast is generally available twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. The text of Julian's revelations used in this podcast is The Complete Julian by Father John Julian Swanson OJN and is used by permission of the Order of Julian of Norwich. The theme music is Julian of Norwich by Bombadil and is used under license.